tonight. Will actor Jesse Smollett face legal consequences for allegedly staging a hate crime? I'm Roaming Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, we are tackling the latest drama surrounding the Jesse Smollett hate crime case that may end with the actor himself being charged with orchestrating what is looking very much now like a hoax concocted for media attention. This story has been unfolding for several weeks, but a super quick recap is that originally actor Jesse Smollett from the show Empire, which I had frankly never even heard of, claimed that two attackers had assaulted him in downtown Chicago while yelling racist and homophobic slurs and then poured bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. Smollett did file a police report after this incident, which for fake hate crimes usually doesn't happen since obviously everything gets a lot more serious when the police are involved. So the police report coupled with the fact that Smollett did show pictures of himself with injuries, plus the good old fashioned need to believe that America is in fact a super racist homophobic place, were enough for many people to believe that this was a real attack. Celebrities and politicians on the left were pretty much all quick to not only condemn the hate crime, but to also portray this incident as just one example of the larger problem of right-wingers hating everybody. Actress Ellen Page was especially vocal on the issue. He has hurt LGBTQ people so badly as the government of Indiana, and I think the thing we need to know, and I hope my show Gaycation did this, in terms of connecting the dots, in terms of what happened the other day to Jesse, I don't know him personally, I, saw, I sent all of my love. Connect the dots. This is what happens. If you are in a position of power and you hate people and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble, you spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? Kids are going to be abused and they're going to kill themselves and people are going to be beaten on the street. Look, your views and Mike Pence's views on same-sex marriage aside, there is a big difference between governmental recognition of a marriage contract between two individuals of the same sex, something which I do support, by the way, and beating a gay person in the street. If you can't recognize that, then... I don't even know what to say. But other celebrities on social media were similarly ready to throw Trump's administration and their supporters under the bus for this crime. As Cher so insightfully tweeted, Jesse Smollett, Empire actor, reportedly attacked in possible hate crime, NPR, villainy, racism, homophobia, promoted by most infamous clown in world, is the poison that kills America. White only is not right. America is people of color praying hands emoji. GOP goes down with the ship DJT. And then we have Billy Etchner, or Eichner, maybe Eichner, who tweeted, heartbroken and furious reading about the attack on Jesse Smollett. I want Trump and all MAGA lunatics to burn in hell. And finally, Rob Reiner also felt the need to weigh in, saying the horrific attack on Jesse Smollett has no place in a decent human-loving society. Homophobia existed before Trump, but there is no question that since he has injected his hatred into the American bloodstream, we are less decent, less human, and less loving. No intolerance. No DT. And on the political side of things, Senator and 2020 presidential campaign hopeful Cory Booker used the incident to try and garner support for an anti-lynching bill he's trying to get through Congress. In a tweet, he said that, The vicious attack on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern-day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill designating lynching as a federal hate crime, I urge you to pay attention. So I'm pretty sure the reason why people may not feel the urgency to pass a federal anti-lynching bill is that A, 
lynching doesn't really happen all too much anymore and b it is already illegal you'd be in a lot of trouble with the law if you tried to lynch someone even without this new bill. But despite the outpouring of support for Smollett, there were also critics who doubted his story, probably because they're racist. First off, there seemed to be inconsistencies about what the attackers were reported to have said and worn. Some sources said the assailants wore MAGA hats and yelled, this is MAGA country, but those details weren't in the police report and Smollett at first didn't deny or clarify those claims. Additionally, apparently Smollett also had left the rope around his neck for a time before reporting the incident, which is strange behavior for someone who'd apparently just survived an attempted lynching. And he also seemed to be uncooperative when police requested his phone, or at the very least his phone records, to verify that he was indeed on the phone with his manager at the time of the attack, like he claimed. So anyway, some people believed Smollett, some people didn't, and that went back and forth for a while with seemingly no resolution in sight until, that is, police identified two men dressed in black who had been filmed in the area that night who Smollett had said were involved in the crime. As it turns out, though, not only were the men originally from Nigeria, very different from the white racists the media were so sure had carried out this crime, but there were also brothers and extras who had worked on Empire as well and knew Jesse. After that information came out, whew, it seemed like any shred of doubt that this wasn't a hoax went up in flames. Here's a CBS summary of what the police learned once they brought the brothers in for questioning. Sources now tell CBS 2 News Smollett paid the brothers $3,500 up front to stage the attack, promising another $500 at a later date. Our sources also tell us the brothers rehearsed the attack just days before everything played out. Our sources confirm the brothers confessed that Smollett told them to buy the items used in the alleged attack. We learned the rope was purchased here at the Crafty Beaver, a hardware store in Ravenswood just days before they put that plan in motion. Yikes, that's, uh, that's pretty awkward. But in light of this super incriminating evidence coming out, instead of owning up to everything in a teary televised PR apology, Smollett has been radio silent on all his social media. As of right now, the only things we've heard from his end are that Smollett has lawyered up and his representation says that he maintains his innocence. It has been reported, though, that the police are no longer treating him as a victim, and according to The Wrap, despite requests from police for another interview, Smollett has, quote, no plans in the immediate future to meet with police, instead prefer to communicate with law enforcement through his lawyers. That little avoidance game might be a little hard to keep up, though, since according to TMZ, a grand jury will be hearing this case maybe even as soon as next week. Yeah, you, you can't really ghost the police. Doesn't work with them. Now, it's not clear yet who exactly is going to be charged with what. Plus, when it comes to TMZ, you you need to take things with like a mine of salt. But if police are convinced that Smollett did orchestrate this hoax and then lied to them about it, that is serious. Super serious, actually. But not as serious as lying to the FBI, which it turns out Smollett may also have done. You see, days before the alleged assault, it was reported that some threatening, racist, homophobic hate mail had been sent to Smollett containing a white powder. As is often the case with these sorts of things, though, it turns out the powder was not anthrax, but still, the incident nonetheless got the attention of the FBI. And for Smollett, truly proving that when it comes to bad news, if it rains, it pours, it turns out that upon searching the residence of the two brothers who were originally accused of committing the assault, things like a writing sample magazines and stamps were found that kinda, you know, 
give the impression that the hate mail was a hoax as well. So looking at all that, honestly, I gotta say I'll be genuinely surprised if Smellett isn't at least charged with something. You can't just fake crimes, then bring them to the police and FBI. Really cannot see law enforcement coming out of this saying, eh, don't worry man, who hasn't faked a hate crime or two? Forget about it. Now, will he actually go to jail for this? I wouldn't think so, but I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. What I do know, though, is that his acting career going forward might be a little rocky. Just a tad. But Smollett's ominous fate aside, what I think this story proves is that the media has learned absolutely nothing from the Covington case. The moral of that story for most people, and I would have thought especially journalists, should have been when you see a sensationalized headline, please wait a little bit for information to come in before you submit your hot, hot takes. But when the Smollett case broke just a few weeks after the whole Covington debacle, the exact same people were again ready to jump on the narrative that right-wingers are evil and hateful again, without any proof. And not only did people not learn to not jump to conclusions, but when this whole thing was revealed to essentially almost definitely be a hoax, people, the far left, and the media have had these strangest reactions. As Essie Cup strangely tweeted out, the giddiness among Trumpsters over the Smollett news is gross. This story is awful. He allegedly abused police resources, exploited raw divisions in this country, and made it harder for every victim of a hate crime to report. This is sad no matter your politics. I'm kind of confused. If it turns out that a hate crime did not happen, that two people did not randomly jump a random innocent black gay man because he was black and gay, I would think, I would think, that would be good news. I mean, it's like, hey, there are not two violent, homophobic, racist guys walking the streets of downtown Chicago looking for people to beat up. That's good, no? The fact that Essie Cup thinks it's sad that a hate crime did not happen, that a man was not beaten because he was black and gay, I think speaks volumes. And frankly, even more than that, of course Trump supporters specifically are happy that this story isn't true. I mean, they were the ones who were being blamed for this gross violence. But Cup's take isn't even the most ridiculous. From the opinion piece, I doubted Jesse Smollett and it breaks my heart that I might be right. Nana Ifua Mumford writes, if Smollett's story is found to be untrue, it will cause irreparable damage to the communities most affected. Smollett would be the first example skeptics cite when they say we should be dubious of victims who step forward to share their experiences of racist hate crimes or sexual violence. The incident would be touted as proof that there is a leftist conspiracy to cast Trump supporters as violent, murderous racists. It would be the very embodiment of fake news. And that reason, more than any other, is why I need this story to be true, despite its ugliness and despite what it would say about the danger of the world I live in. I'm sorry, what? You would rather believe that two racist, homophobic men beat up someone in downtown Chicago, threw bleach on him, and tied a rope around his neck than that some actor tried to orchestrate a media hoax to get attention? Like, what? But anyways, I guess the moral of the story should be that some people never change and that leftist gonna left. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.